Hey guys, welcome to another episode from the Making Sense podcast. Hey. What's up? What's up, people? Hey, 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 hey. First of all, we'd like to thank you for listening to our last podcast, which was... Uh, Investing part two. Yeah. Making the money under your mattress. Making the money under your mattress. Why the money under your mattress doesn't grow. Yeah, so everyone knows why now. Yes. So now that we know that, we can move on. (laughs) (laughs) And also, we'd like to shout out to our top listeners who were Remy Ray and Um, John. Yeah, John. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, Twitter's name something F. Fun. That's it. He's been bigging us up. He's been retweeting. He owes me. He's been showing up. Thank you, John. Yeah, big up, John, man. I ain't bigging him up. (laughs) (laughs) And also, we'd like to thank everyone because we have had over a thousand listens on our last three episodes. So thank you again. It's only like 1,300 now. I check it daily. (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff. I have no life. Yeah. Okay, please don't forget to also subscribe to SoundCloud and also iTunes. Yep, iTunes and Stitcher. Also, we're on Instagram now. Yes, yes. join our Instagram that, yes. page. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the podcast. Yeah, just offers. also shout out to everyone in the US. We've had like 40 listeners. I was like, wow. Oh, thank you, US yeah. listeners. Americans, they're trying to make sense too. Thanks, We've had thanks. 23 this week. Yanks. Well, I guess it's called making sense. Hello, your girl. Hello, your boy. So, for this week, we will be discussing Brexit. But before Ooh. we do so, I pass it over to Frank with, for the disclaimer. Thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> Kalisha. Um, yes. So just remember, um, as always, all the things we discuss here, the advice we give you. You know, we're not we're not financial advisors, so we're not telling you to go and buy ABC. We're giving you food for thought. We're giving you the knowledge to think, to do your own research. If you are going to invest, make sure you seek professional help. If 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 not, make sure you read everything thoroughly. Make sure you understand everything. Consider all your risks, your fees, your objectives, why you're investing, who you're investing with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So don't just go and do something just because we said it makes sense. Make sure you do your research. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, do not hold us accountable. Exactly. I don't want to be sued. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So so this week. Brexit. Brexit. Yeah, everyone knows what Brexit is, right? But we're going to talk about Brexit for a little bit, but we're going to talk about Brexit in terms of how is it going to impact you and your personal finances. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the pound in your pocket, how is that going to change simply due to Brexit? Pretty much. Yeah. That's what matters to everyone, right? Definitely. Yeah. Cool. So who's going to start us off? I don't mind starting off. I think you <laughs> <laughs> Of course you don't. So, so firstly, I think by this time, we, sh- we all know what Brexit is. But Which is Brexit. Yeah. But in case you didn't, and you have been sleeping under a rock for the past 20 years or so, or maybe not it's 20 years. It's only been a year. Okay, okay, all right, 20 years. All right, all right. All right. Um, Brexit is, yeah, it's, it's Britain. <laughs> British <laughs> exit. Yeah, it's Britain exiting the European Union so I'm sure yeah people know there was a referendum in June last year and the majority voted to leave only a slight yeah. majority though right sorry there's only a slight majority right yes but I still don't know why there was a majority but anyway so did everyone in this the, the northerners <laughs> right to remain well it was northerners it was the old yes yeah, the old many conservatives like hard right conservatives yeah 
It's crazy. Um, I've watched a few interviews where people are saying that they don't feel like people over sixty should have had the right to vote because <laughs> they're <laughs> not going to be around. Because the results not going to affect them for longer. Yeah, that's but a no, fair point. But that's what people have been saying. I think yeah, there I should think be an age cap. Yeah. I think as well. Yeah. And they also said they should have. No, we weren't. Are we going to make silly decisions when we're sixty? But then they also said younger people should have been able to vote. Yeah, from sixteen, definitely. Yeah, I agree. But, but yeah, anyway, so that's Brexit. You know, that, that happened a year ago and the vote was to leave. So now um, there's a group. So the um, Conservative government has set up a group to negotiate the exit, um, which is led by someone called David Davis. He's our Brexit secretary. So that's the British corner. On the EU corner, yeah. you've got the EU chief's negotiator, uh, Michael Barnier or Mi- Michelle, I Michel think French. Michelle Barnier, excuse me. Guys are like arguing between each other. Yeah, and and what people, a lot of people might not know, Michelle Barnier is actually he's been negotiating trade deals. You know, that's what he did for a living for yeah. years. So he knows his stuff. David Davis, he he's an MP. You know, <laughs> oh he, really? Yes, he. This this is basically Floyd Mayweather against uh, Conor McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so we'll see who wins. But we know yeah, we, we know. <laughs> so that's yeah, that is that's Brexit. If you didn't know, you know now. Um, there's other. So so yeah, it says Brexit. So the Britain to leave the European Union. Yeah. People don't always know what the European Union actually is. Mm. Or there's so many different words being thrown around. So yeah. just just to give a quick recap of what everything is, you have the European Union which is essentially a collection of 28 countries. It's originally started by France and Germany after the Second World War. So it was these two countries that united just to make sure that they don't start any wars within against each other again. So that's mm-hmm. when it started. And then in 73, Britain joined what, what was then called the EEC, the European Economic Community. Mm. At that time, there were six of them. Fast forward to today, there's 28 members and it's called the EU. And effectively, effectively, what that is is an area where people just agree um, on specific laws that they all vote on, and they all pay membership fees mm-hmm. to be part of that union. Yeah. And that's the EU. Yeah. So yeah. when we say Brexit, it's Britain to leave that European Union. Yeah, it's effectively a club, right? Basically, club made yeah. up of countries. Exactly. And Britain won out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not to be confused with the eurozone, which is the yeah, European countries within the EU that use the euro. Okay. okay. So, so they're we're an economic zone. We're not part yes. of the eurozone. We're not part of the eurozone. We're part of the EU. Again, which not to, which is not to be confused with the EEA, which is the European Economic Area, which is an even larger collection of countries. Um, some of them are in the EU, some of them are in the eurozone, but not all of them. The ones that are neither in the EU or in the eurozone they effectively pay membership fees in order to be able to trade with everyone in the EU okay. and also to live in those countries and to transport their goods, you know, f- freedom of movement of capital, goods and everything else. But they yeah. have no say on decision They have no say on de- exactly. But no. they still have to make the payment. They still have to make, not only that, they have to accept certain laws yeah. that the okay. EU make. Yeah, so that's the E. So those are the three words you probably hear around all the time. Um, so... Where do we stand at the moment in the negotiations? So obviously Brexit has happened. People voted to leave. Well, Brexit hasn't year. happened. The referendum has happened, right? Do, I beg your pardon. I'll keep you honest. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, June so. last year. So I think the question is, June last year, everything went crazy. Everyone panicked. What? Nothing has happened. 
And pretty much from what I've been reading and watching on YouTube, that's the problem. Nothing's yeah, happened. exactly. There's just a massive um, uncertainty. So and that's the thing. When? Yeah, what is going on? What has happened between yeah. June 16 and now, October 17? Um, I don't know. Well, not much. <laughs> not the, the, yeah, the, the simple answer is nothing has happened. <laughs> yeah. Everything that has happened, all that, sorry, all that has happened is that Article 50 has been negotiated. Yeah. Uh, so it has been... Triggered. Triggered, yeah. yes. Which basically means the, the EU and the UK have to decide on how the divorce is going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And it actually puts a time limit on it. Right. Two years. So it's two years from the moment it was triggered. So yeah. I think we have until is it March nineteen? Yes. Two thousand nineteen, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And but but now, this is a few days ago on T V, um the the UK is basically asking for an extension of that. Yeah. They want a two to four year extension of the negotiation phase. Um and that just Which I don't re- I don't really understand yeah. why. That, that just you, you can just see that there's panic and they just don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. That sounds crazy. And because yeah. You were so on it, and now you want four years. Four yeah. years for what? Like, I don't know. On. I think the big issue for me that I've seen around Brexit, and I kind of mentioned it earlier before we start recording, is the people that really campaigned for it didn't expect for it to happen, no. and all of run away or abandon ship. <coughs> now yeah. that it is happening, no um, one did. Which is you know adding to the uncertainty. Oh yeah, of course. Which of course. is gonna impact, or it has already impacted our personal finances. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're gonna discuss that and yeah. some of the things that could potentially still further impact that. Yeah. So I think on the night of the referendum, I lost eight hundred pounds. Oh yeah, I remember wow. I was in the group still, right? You yeah. were. I, and how? I had a few trades on. Wow. I didn't, I didn't think it was on. gonna happen. I was up. I was up for like I was up about seven hundred pounds. I was I was long um, long the pounds, and I was long footsie. For about a few hours, it was going nicely. I was like, yes. <laughs> about 11, 12, Sunderland votes came in. It just tanked. Yeah, the pound dropped. Yeah. The value of the pound dropped dramatically. Yeah. Was so it like 1.3 before? Yeah, it dropped, it I think it dropped like 40%. Or yeah, it's nearly now it's gone up a little bit. Has it? Yeah, it's okay. gone up a little bit. But it's not gone back to what it was? No, no. nowhere near yeah. it. Nowhere near it. So, so that's it. As it stands, Article 50 has been triggered. Negoti- negotiations are ongoing, but nothing has been actually decided because... Um, yeah, like Jerome said earlier, the people don't the, see the thing about Article 50 is it was put into the EU statutory laws, but no one actually expected it to ever be triggered. We're the first, yeah, we're the first. Mm. So, although it's in there, there's actually not a lot of guidance on what to do yeah. or how much yeah. money to pay or what. So, these are the things that are kind of stalling right now, yeah. mm. I, and I think that's the big strap line. Nobody seems to know what to do. And the clock is ticking. And yeah. it makes you wonder if we're the first and no one's ever done it. It just further confirms how silly of a decision it was. Yeah. But There's a lot of call for a second referendum. Yeah, w- which isn't going to happen, I think. Um, I don't see it happening either, but it's being pushed for. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. a lot of things are being pushed. It's Would being pushed for May to resign. Someone handed her P forty five. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I'm sorry, Theresa May. Has had, I'm no conservative, but she's had a hard time. She's strong. She's she's strong. She's had a hard time. Yeah. So this uncertainty and this craziness is happening. But how is it affecting the everyday people? Yeah. How is it affecting the money that's in yeah. our pockets? Cool. I hmm. think travel is one area. Yeah. 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 That everyone yeah. felt the pinch. Uh, right? Of course. Yeah. If you ain't feel that already, you must be rich. Yeah. <laughs> if you've if you've gone outside the UK in the last year, you must have felt I that. I've felt definitely. That. It's the accommodation. Yeah. It's yeah. what's expensive. Yeah. It's like more expensive than the flights yeah. these days. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Your yeah. hotel fees are crazy. Yeah. So your pound is a lot less now. Exactly. I, it, to be honest, when I hear forty euros, I just think forty pounds. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's basically what that's it is. Basically. Yeah. Whereas before it was like 
20, 20 pounds was like 30 euros. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was one and a half times. Yeah. I don't even consider now that difference anymore. almost one to one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's something we can all feel if we've traveled within the past year. But um, it, it's, it might get a lot worse. Yeah. But on the flip side, so just interject quickly. Mm-hmm. So us traveling abroad becomes more expensive, but people traveling to UK, it becomes cheaper. So if you are in the business of, I don't know, uh, what is it when, when you have hotels there's a word for it tourism tourism, tourism. Uh, hospitality so, so if you're in the hospitality business now's a good time for you because yeah. my friend who lives in Germany I was having a chat with him about this and he came over here recently just to see family and he couldn't believe how cheaper it was now than it was a year ago so you know while it'd be more expensive for us to go abroad it's cheaper for people to come here maybe a business opportunity for people yeah that's true yeah the, yeah, the pounds so every, every for the foreigners everything in the UK costs a lot less now yeah. exactly due yeah. to the decrease in the pound um, but obviously for us here it's there's no point right <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Um, now re- in regards to travel and Brexit things might get even worse um, simply put as it stands because we're part of the EU and we're part of all the laws within the EU um, there's this agreement called Open Skies Agreement which effectively has allowed the smaller air pl- airlines like Ryanair, EasyJet, etc., to be who they are and to offer flights that cheap. Yeah. Um, what it effectively effectively does is, within the eurozone, planes can fly, take the shortest routes, no matter what borders it crosses, whatever they can just fly in the most effective way. I didn't know. Yeah. So, which means a lot less fuel costs. Yeah, yeah. of course. Which yeah. is why Ryanair, EasyJet yeah. can be this cheap. Can be as cheap as Once we exit, that won't exist anymore. Yeah, let's be wow. honest, that's, that's who people fly with the most. That's like, If you're def- going Europe, you're, definitely you're, you know, going if you're Europe. not on the BA, you're definitely on EasyJet or Ryanair, surely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. So, you straight away, you know, your flights get even more expensive than they are now to match yeah. the accommodation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but, on the exchange rate. Yeah. Who's and going to Europe anymore? But that's the point. <laughs> that could be an alternative, vacationing in the UK. Yeah, I, for one, yeah, I that's, that's what, yeah. ignorant Because I reckon, the M25. if you can't yeah, fly same, to Amsterdam same. or Spain for £50, pounds, you might go to Cornwall. Sorry, there's no sun in Cornwall. I ain't going Cornwall. <laughs> no, do you know what? <laughs> no, 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 like cabins outside jacuzzi my friend went wow. with her partner outside for, jacuzzi like it's nice me, at certain times of year nice. we just need to do more of our research because we're not going to be we going do. to <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right you're right we do my yeah. thing is the weather though if is it going to be hot that's my only thing if it's going to be hot i'm I'm happy to yeah. go yeah cornwall this yeah is, this now wh- wh- whether that will actually happen it, it depends on which type of brexit we have mm. which brings us to another term or two terms that's yeah. been thrown about yeah. hard yeah. brexit and soft Brexit. Yeah. So I'm very sexual in, in a way. Whoa. That's a different show. <laughs> Once again, the I words of Francis are his and his alone. There's no way an indictment of making some podcasts. Wow. Back to you, Frank. Thank you. <laughs> but simply put, a hard Brexit, it's it's if the if after the, the negotiations, we basically, so Britain basically completely breaks off all relationships with the EU's, i.e. we don't apply to any EU laws and we don't pay anything into the EU budget, as in we don't pay any fees, which would mean in return that the UK can make their own laws completely independent of EU laws um, and there's no freedom of movement for Europeans. So they can't just, Europeans wouldn't be able to just come and live here, but then in return, people we, from the UK can't go yeah. and live there. Yeah. So it's basically, you're scrapping every single tie you have with the eu and you're built you're starting from scratch 
which would also mean you'd have to negotiate trade deals. Every every single relationship you have with the EU, you would have to start from scratch. And to make it worse, you'd have to do these um, agreements with every single country. So that's 28 plus countries separately. Mm. separately. Wow. Whereas now it's just one. Yeah. So imagine that's that's madness. You see, this sounds like I understand why they need the four years because I don't think there's a plan in place for all of this. I don't there think there is. It, it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's the hard Brexit. Now the soft Brexit now is... Um, in this case, actually more desirable. <laughs> um, uh, Some people think it won't happen. I was listening to a talk literally today on YouTube yeah. and they were saying it's just pretty much impossible for us to yeah, have Yeah, I, I don't think it will, it will happen. I don't because think you have happen. to leave the single market yeah. being, you know, what you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I, I don't everyone. think that soft Brexit will happen for various reasons, but the, the soft Brexit would mean that we are still leaving the EU. We've never been in the Eurozone anyway, but we'll still be part of the EEA i.e. we could have the same or we, we hope to be having the same model like Norway or Iceland has whereas they're part of the EEA but not part of the EU what that means is they pay fees they pay into the EU budget and have to obey to certain laws but then in return they get access to the single market as in they can trade with the EU as if they were another EU country and they can live in the EU and people from the EU can live in their countries as and well and the open sky thing uh I don't, I'm not actually. I, th- I don't. I'm not sure if that applies to EEA okay. or that EU, but I think it's EEA because we can fly to Denmark, right, yeah. for cheap. So yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I've never been. So that's that's we go. That's that's the soft Brexit. That's that's the difference between the two. But yeah, Jerome, you were saying you don't think it's going to happen. Well, it's not even that I don't think. It's kind of what I'm hearing. So my opinion on this is kind of, uh, yeah, kind of lacking a little bit simply because everywhere I go for information, no one seems to know what's happening. Yeah, I think no one does. No one does. So the only thing I keep on hearing is that it's. So I think it's mainly Labour kind of saying that if they would come in power, they'd give us a soft. Yes, because that's what everybody wants to hear. You know. Yeah. We want to be able to travel as we do now. We want to be. We just wanted to be able to live. Yeah, we we just want normal life as we have been. Especially the younger people, so millennials and below. That's all we know, right? We don't really. So we kind of remember pre before the EU, but anyone younger than us doesn't. Doesn't no. They don't remember, you know. Uh, francs and whatever whatever all they know is euros oh yeah you yeah, know yeah. exactly we forget and we yeah. were there we lived actually, well i remember we deutsch marks yeah. and i remember francs i've seen a franc i've never seen any other european denomination of money yeah you know apart yeah. from then euro came in re- yeah. relatively young in my life yeah. um so yeah a lot of people say it's kind of impossible it's a, it's a dream that's being sold and yeah. i'm very 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 apprehensive about anything a politician says yeah. about brexit um, and I'd, I'd advise to anybody to read up, not just listen yeah. to what politicians say. They told us we were getting three hundred and fifty million pounds back to the NHS, which is nonsense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, it, most of that money came back to us anyway, so we weren't spending that. Yeah. So. And there were the rebates as well. Exactly. So, yeah. um, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I think yeah, there's I, definitely a lot of uncertainty that we can go through. I think it's a massive slap in the face to say you'll still make these payments, but you just won't have any control. So well, yeah. what was the point in the but, first place? But you know? what? I see. I don't think soft Brexit is possible because if if the EU did give Britain a soft Brexit, it would give a sign to all these other countries that were probably thinking about it. Of and that's course. a big, 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 big point you made. There, it's bro. a massive point because, because a lot of people already think. Yeah, I mean, it started with Greece, right? Yep. Brexit. That was a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, they should leave bef- before the French election. There was a potential Frexit. Had yep. Marine Le Pen's party won? which the they Dutch didn't. Are looking at it as well. The Dutch were looking at you it. Know, it's, there's loads of countries. Yeah. 
that have considered it obviously behind closed doors yeah so the eu basically have to spank britain as yeah. much as they yeah. can oh, they have definitely, to, they have to, definitely. They have to set an example definitely yeah so j- just due to those reasons i doubt i seriously doubt we will have a soft brexit and that's why i think people should be paying attention because yeah. europe need for us to suffer and need for us to fall over after yeah. brexit yeah. otherwise everyone else who are thinking about it so yeah. if we come out of the eu when we thrive everyone else that thinks they absolutely. can will do absolutely. Absolutely. so we're not going to have it easy at all exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you no. you know, I myself, you know, I've considered myself relatively informed on, on, you know, finance and politics, but I've lost track of Brexit over the last six months because nothing was happening. Yeah, it's, it's like people, in the media is just talking about what's being said during the negotiations, exactly. but they're not actually saying anything. Exactly. That's and what yeah. it is. Although there's been a, a small twist. So a lot of EU officials have started talking to the Labour Party because mm. they think that May might get sacked. Yes, so yeah. they they think that might get sacked. There might be a lot of volatility. So they reckon the next at the next election, it may be a change that Labour might come into power. Yeah. So that that's just something that's going yeah. on in the background. They are definitely but, pushing. Yeah. yeah. So okay, back to how it will affect us, how it will affect our personal finances. What <laughs> else? Kalisha just wants to know about Yeah, it. I just oh, want to know. Right, right. Kalisha just wants to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. No, but you, that, you know what? Thank you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I do. No, that's that is what hair, we right? need that's to know. That's why I Okay, so it's I think... Fault. Yeah, it's my fault. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, okay, well, okay. Get let's to the point. No, m- mortgage, right? Your mortgages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really need to know about this. Yeah. How will it impact your mortgage? Now, the relationship isn't very clear. Um, at the moment, we're in a very low interest rate environment as it stands, right? Which means interest rates set by the uh, Bank of England are very low which means the interest that banks pay on your savings are very low which also means your mortgages your mortgage interest rates are very low now there's this economist called David Tensley from UBS who basically expects that um, over the next six months there'll be a few there'll be a decrease in interest rates just due to the potential threats of Brexit if that does happen your mortgages will be even lower. Mm. But that also means your save interest you get in your savings will be lower. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, fast forward, if we go, I don't know, two, four years ahead, let's just say Brexit did happen and it was a hard Brexit, how would that impact your mortgage? No one knows this, but there's, there's, there's sort of two scenarios I can think of. First one being, let's just say Brexit does happen. Somehow, some way, the UK manages to maintain its growth in its economy at its GDP growth and things are on the up, things are looking good. Interest rates might stay low or they might, I don't know, they might even, they, they might not rise as much as they would have otherwise. Um, if the economy does really, really well, interest rates might go up simply mm. because the Bank of England doesn't want there to be too much inflation. So if the UK does right. super well, which is really unlikely, interest rates will go up really high to stop all the... To, to basically not to stop but to to curb the the boom you know mm. to curb it which will mean um your mortgage will go up but then i would also mean that the interest you receive on your savings will go up but again to me that's the unlikely scenario what's the so more, likely the more scenario? likely to me is brexit happens and you know completely in four years whatever uh, britain does very poorly bank of england has to cut interest rates even further mm. just so that borrowing becomes cheap and to help businesses borrow money, just basically to get the economy running mm, and to get mm-mm. things up. Inflation will be very low anyway, mm. so they'll keep interest rates low in order to spur inflation. If that happens, your mortgage will be very, very low. With that being said, though, 
if that does happen and people are earning less, etc. I was just about and to say that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not exactly. They won't yeah. apply. For, yeah, the demand for mortgages will be so low. Do you think property prices uh, taken off? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Good, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in favour of Brexit now? Yeah, I don't own a property. <laughs> so the house prices can come down. Yeah. Sorry, guys, that do. I, I, I do. Yeah, you know. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, yeah. Th- those are the two possible scenarios I can think of um, in terms in terms of your mortgages. Um, so re- yeah. So really, if you have a mortgage, you kind of need to be paying attention to this to yeah. understand yeah, what kind definitely. of Brexit we're going to get. Uh, hope you get the Brexit that helps me. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. an- another thing which we kind of haven't touched up on is. Um, how would Brexit impact uh, impact government spending? Because government spending will directly and indirectly affect all of us anyway. Mm. So again, there's few scenarios, but um, let's just say Brexit happens. By default, we'll be getting in a lot, the, the UK government will be getting in a lot less revenue. As it stands, um, we import about 24 million from the EU. Uh, sorry, 24 billion worth from the EU. However, wow. we export four times of that okay so what we sell them is a lot more than what they sell us Uh, so we we run a trade surplus i.e we make net profit of trading with with the eu okay now post brexit if we don't have the right trade deals in place trade agreements in place that might all vanish so what's going to replace that revenue that the government is making yeah, I, I don't know. You tell I mean, me. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to make deals with uh, Trump at the moment. No, right? that's not going to happen. Well, oh, and even gosh. that that will take years, even yeah. if it does, right? So if that does happen, the government is is taking in less. They have to make up for the the deficit somewhere. They might increase taxes. Yeah. So your income might be lower because you're paying more income taxes. Yep. VAT might go up. Oh, yeah. please you don't go anymore. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go and buy something. Oh, the money's got to come from it somewhere, might, right? Yeah, exactly. The money. And, and the worst case is that. The UK might start to borrow money as an issue bonds, which I say that's the worst case because if that does happen, the UK will be perceived as being a very risky country. Oh, yeah. And if you guys remember from our previous episodes, more risk means more return for the investor, which means if Britain wanted to borrow money, they would have to pay a lot more interest. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so, yeah, government spending is key. And that's something we should be paying attention to. Because yeah, so that affects everything. Your school, your, your school, your hospital, yeah. and, and your roads. You mentioned school, um, or, or even NHS that we've been yeah, talking about. Exactly. If if there's no revenue coming, what They're are you going to allocate to NHS? Yeah. What are you going to yeah. allocate to social services? Yeah. Budgets will have uh, cuts will have to be made. In 2010, we had these austerity measures. People were complaining. This can this can be a lot worse. Yep compared to 2010 yeah, where so what did they cut it was something this about sounds like a lot of suffering I'm not even going to exactly. lie exactly <laughs> it sounds like it has no, not okay. been well thought out to, yeah right? and it's not by default it can be right but it's it depends on who's it's going to affect because I don't think that uh, we are in the minds of the people that made this decision exactly it's going to affect us I don't think they're thinking about how it affects the yeah the people. people that maybe voted for it or wanted it probably have private medical of course <laughs> they're not they're not thinking <laughs> about, they're not thinking about in this day and age private medical is becoming more of a necessity because three and four hour waits in A&E are ridiculous that's those get any any longer yeah and imagine and there the are further cuts that means you'll be there what for a day yeah 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 exactly and, and you can possibly i could see that happening you being in any all day and then imagine uni university fees they might oh skyrocket even like what's nine thousand now yeah so that might it might go up more yeah pretty much everything could become a lot more expensive yeah and i think 
we're, obviously we don't know so you know for everything we're saying negatively there's someone out there that's saying oh it's going to be fine yeah, yeah. I, I, you know one of the finest stories i once worked for said oh this will just be a blip in our history and we'll forget about it yeah um but the uncertainty the fact that we don't know what's going to happen that's my fear yeah, yeah. so that they're going to get it wrong can we exit brexit and go live abroad <laughs> yeah. um, no i don't know what the rules are around so what because obviously we've not left the eu yet we're still a part of it. Yes, mm. for another yeah. For uh, until until Article Fifty has been f- fully agreed on. Yeah. And f- yeah. So I don't know if you was to pursue that now. So my same friend who lives in Germany, I yeah. asked him, "Are you concerned about this kind of stuff?" And he's not because he's. I think he's already pretty much re- uh, filled out the requirements to apply for German citizenship. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if uh, anybody here could do the same. Now, one thing I did read that there are a lot of European workers leaving because they don't know. Yeah. 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 So, Especially yeah. financial services. Exactly. I'm seeing that. Um, three German people on my floor have left. They've gone back to Germany. Yes. Simply due to that. And that's an interesting point for me. And I'm going to go off topic slightly. Stay with me. Yeah. But that was one of the key points for Brexit, right? Uh, to stop Immigrants, immigration. Yeah. yeah. And I remember hearing one uh, um, bit of information they said that you're more likely to be served by an immigrant in the NHS hmm. than you are to have one in front of you in oh, the line. Yeah. And if you really look around the NHS, that's the truth. Bro, yeah. um, right? I've, I've had three dentists. They've all been foreign. Exactly. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had an English GP. Amber Rudd is complaining, is now softened her approach and saying that there's a skill shortage, that basically we don't have enough people to there do is. the jobs that we need. But two minutes ago, you, you were saying that we needed them all out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, if, maybe if studying was affordable, we'd have more people over And there. that is another thing. Yeah. That's another job. point. So yeah. I think how we bring it back to how it's relatable to everyday people, um, you know, this impacts you directly. Yeah. You know, you may have to go and get private medical now. You yeah, may you have may to have send to your start kids paying. to private school. Yeah. You know, you may, yeah, you may have to start paying just for the NHS. Just, Some just immigrants to get already do. Or, yeah. Some immigrants already do. I know people that have to pay, I think it's 500 pounds to, to get access to the NHS. What? Yeah, and we, we're kicking them out, <gasps> but they paid towards it. <laughs> so, this is how it can impact you. All this uncertainty is basically going to drive prices up or make things more difficult for you mm. if they go wrong. And is there anything we can do to minimise the impact that it will have on us and everyday yeah. people? I think you have to be uh, financially sensible. And, you know, yeah, and from pray. now. <laughs> um, you know, look at, I don't know, look at different, you know, if you have money invested somewhere, look at where maybe it could be safe. Um, that, yeah, the, the company you work about. for okay that's a prime example that's kind of what I would say earlier mm. if you work for a company that could be negatively impacted by a Brexit you might want to look elsewhere maybe I don't know Yeah, it, industries right? and what, exactly. what type Different of industry industries. and sectors would you say will have the most impact then put it this way the financial service in the industry will be hit in a negative way the most yeah. Simply because the services industry is one of the biggest oh, contributors yeah. to, to the UK also importers right yeah but with financial services what it is London is seen as this financial center. It is. Mm. So global banks put up offices in London simply because they like London yeah. and they know that from London they can service all their clients in Europe. Now, if that gets taken away, there's no more reason for them to be in London. So financial services, my job might be in danger, yeah. will be affected massively, mm. massively. Different industries like the creative industries, I'm not sure how much they will yeah. be affected because yeah. people love fashion. Agreed. London is a fashion centre. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much that will be impacted. And one, one potential upside or positive is that if all the financial services jobs did leave and go to Frankfurt, Amsterdam, New York, wherever, that um, the tech kind of hub in like Shoreditch, Old Streetway could grow. A lot of companies, I've heard some articles, yeah. heard some articles, that was very bad. I've heard <laughs> some reports <laughs> Um, that they say that you know, as the financial service guys leave, all the tech guys will will come okay. in, and there is more aspirations for yeah. fin- especially around fintech, 
to grow in this country. So it, we, we, it sounds like all doom and gloom, but it might not be. It might just it be might a case not. that you might need to change jobs. Yeah, yeah. you might have to re- retrain. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's what I think, that's why it's good to keep on the t- on top of it so that you can prepare for that early. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 100%, 100%. You mentioned briefly investments and moving around your investments or making sure you invest where it's safe. What kind of impact would the decision that's been made so far have on people's investments today and savings? Well, well just briefly, because I, I know I we've spoken about investments. I think, about. I think so far, um, talking savings and investment, l- let's just say you invested two years ago yeah. in something that wasn't in, in pounds. So you bought shares of a US company or European company. Because the pound has lost value, your investment has lost value. Uh, no, sorry, it's the other way around. Because the pounds has decreased in value, your investment has increased in value. Yeah. So if us us living in Britain buying foreign assets, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. It's going up for us. But then foreigners buying into Britain, they've lost money because the pound has devalued. Okay. So therefore, let's just say you were invested in a fund, which was investing in global shares, mm-hmm. like everything but Britain, you're doing great. Yeah. Not only are you doing great because your shares have increased in value, but because the pound has lost value, your outside investments are worth more. What? Okay, okay. And it's the same with bonds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. Um, yeah. It could be something to watch out for. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so I, yeah, I guess, yeah. It sounds <laughs> yeah. like you just need to keep your eye on it and be abreast of what's happening. Yeah. And um, in terms of something important, household. So I household. Was just about yeah. to say. Yeah, so everyday stuff, <laughs> like a pint of milk. Grocery, yeah. Oh. Petrol. Petrol, oh, petrol, <laughs> P- petrol, petrol's bought and sold in USD and in, in dollars. Yep. Whenever you want to buy or sell petrol as a company, you have to buy dollars first before you can transact. Yep. Pe- so petrol's got got a lot more expensive for these companies. And it will get, it will rise. Yeah. Um. So so talking about just basic, you know, groceries or your household bills. Yeah. So energy costs, oil, uh, petrol, gas, whatever, you're going to see an increase simply because most of these commodities are traded in dollars mm. so again it comes back to to the pound being um being lower but then other stuff like say vegetables um pint of milk etc etc as it stands uk farmers are really protected by tariffs which means if if you wanted to buy vegetables imported from places other than the eu those people who are trying to sell it to you they have they have to pay a tax on that which yeah. is a tariff which is so high that it stops them from bringing it in. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if it's come from, from the UK or the EU, it's so cheap, mm. which is why it's so cheap for us. Okay. Again, bre- if Brexit occurs, all of that goes out the yeah, window. Yeah. All of that goes out the window. That protection that the EU or the uh, UK farmers have, all of that goes out the window. Yeah. Pine of milk might rise to whatever it is, um, depending on what tariffs we have with these outsiders. But ab- above all, the, the it's about 80% of the revenue that farmers that UK farmers make is actually from selling to EU member countries. So where is that going to come from now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure the Conservatives will convince you that they can uh, strike a trade deal. That's (laughs) what I ever hear May saying. We're going to have a deep and special relationship with people we can't talk to right now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I've been, I've heard that conversations have already started happening in there. They are sure that they'll be able to sort out and negotiate some things. This is what they're saying. Yeah. Now, okay. Like the 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 pragmatist in me says that yeah, it will get sorted out because both sides have skin in the game. Yeah. You know, yeah. we need yeah. them. Okay, we we do run a trade surplus with them. 
Yeah, but be. countries like Germany, particularly their car industry, heavily relying on the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. where I think we're the biggest the purchasers of German whips. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still, still young, still young. <laughs> Shout out to Marini yeah. and Danny for listening. <laughs> and and also, what I forgot was um, what I mentioned about the farming industry. Right, it employs around eight hundred thousand people UK wide or Brit in Britain. Um, if the demand from Europe dies down, what are these 800,000 mm. farmers going to do? Mm. I don't know. Unemployment rate will go up a lot more. Uh, and it won't yeah, just be in farming. Absolutely. It'll be in other sectors as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, the knock-on effect of the government would have to allocate some spending to that. But how much can they really allocate to mm. unemployed people? Yeah. Something to think about. I don't know. And another area that's affected is opportunities. So it's, it's obvious, but just working abroad, yeah. being able well, to. But just then, can you go abroad and and work? Well, no, we, well, you, we won't be able to. Oh yeah, if yeah. It's, if yeah. We have the hard. And are we going to need visas exit? as well? Yeah, yeah. you have to yeah. apply for a visa to go to France. Imagine that. To get into Calais and it's, it's madness. Like, it's not going to be. And Amsterdam. Listen, right now it's quicker for me to go to Amsterdam than Croydon. So now I have to. So now I have to go and get a visa for that. Go to Amsterdam. It's crazy. And yeah. then the amount of people that are able to come in. So I read that um, the entertainment industry could be affected because all of the phone acts coming into London will have a lot more paperwork and a lot more costs. So yeah. they're going to have to up their ticket prices. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Premier League, prime example, football. Yeah. A lot of the footballers are foreigners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, most of the great footballers in English football are foreigners. They're from Spain, France, Italy, you name it. That flexibility they have to just come and play football in Europe, uh, in England, that's that's going to be out the window. Yeah, or be a lot more difficult. It will be a lot more difficult. A lot more costs involved. A lot more paperwork. So ultimately, what does that mean? Might Premier League football be less attractive for foreigners going forward? I don't know. <laughs> you know, be. less attractive. Yes. However, I, I think it would take a lot for it to be less attractive. So it would just be more. It just be more expensive. Yeah, people will pay. <laughs> people will pay. Football shirts are like ninety pounds nowadays. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine what's going to happen afterwards. Yeah, one hundred and twenty. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um, I forgot to mention pro- property prices. Right for people that oh, already yeah. have places that have flats, etc. How is that going to impact you? Um, I can already feel the decrease in prices of property. Yes, so can I. Months, right? <laughs> so can I. Rents are lower now, right? There's so many things that can impact that, like the people, the foreigners leaving. Yes, uh, it is that. Yeah, it is that. You know what I mean? Because remember, in, in those nice areas like Zone 2, Zone 1, it's, it's professionals that live in there that earn quite a lot of money. And the truth is, a lot of these professionals are foreigners. Yeah, and a lot of them are them yeah. to go from back. France, Germany, some. you name it. And it's, it's they're not so tied to the UK like us. For yeah. us to go work abroad, we, that's a whole uplifting in life. They've already got that that fluid culture. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. for them, I'll just go to Switzerland. Go, I'll yeah. just go to France. I'll just go to wherever. And they will leave and really they will. quickly. They will leave. And, and, and from what I'm hearing, many of them just aren't coming back. Yeah. And and with, with property prices, especially in zone one and two, a lot of financial services employees or workers, because they earn so much disproportionately more, obviously they're able to afford all these places in high end you know high end prime real estate if a lot of them go back to their countries there's going to be a big drop in those in that prime market in london which will have a knock-on effect on the surrounding areas of course <sighs> this is all doom and gloom it does pension. sound very depressing pension yeah have we spoke about we haven't have no. we yeah. So most in pensions are, are invested right yeah most of them bonds equities exactly. a lot of them are in bonds um 
I guess it all depends on when you invested, when your pension started. Let's just say you're a pensioner now. I think the drop wouldn't be as drastic because obviously you you started saving 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you would have, your money would have compounded into quite a lot. Whereas people like us in our early 30s, late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> very, very early 30s. For us, it's slightly different because we're starting to save. And you know what? We're we're screwed anyway because since the crisis, screwed. interest rates have been so low. Yeah. So we're screwed anyway. Yeah. And then if you add Brexit to that, we might be screwed even more. Yeah. yeah just I ain't gonna lie. I think maybe because as you say, we are all millennials. I'm not gonna say my age. I'll just say I'm a millennial. <laughs> okay. I yeah, we all the, millennials, bro. Exactly. I said in the previous <laughs> podcast that's our that's how we designate our ages, millennials. Um, I think it is doom and gloom for us. Yeah. Um, so I would be interested. You know, guys, reach out to us on social media platforms, personally, whatever to get some other opinions, people that think that it may go well or people that think it is going to be a good thing, uh, people from different age groups, demographics, like give us your spin on it. Uh, I definitely think for us and probably people we're trying to reach, it definitely seems like doom and gloom. But if you think it could be better, tell us how, you know, tell yeah. us how it could be better for us and we'll see if we can make sense of it. I'm yeah. going to always use that term. <laughs> and it's great. I love it. I love it. It just <laughs> flows. Yeah. And, and I think we've, you know, a lot of the stuff we've said has been very negative. Um, mm. It has been, right? No, it has been. <laughs> no, I can't see any positives to be honest. We ain't got that much longer left on the no, podcast. No, no. <laughs> so I've got this article. Um, there we go. There's this, this firm called Woodford Investment Managers, basically. And they um, <clears throat> they work together with um, Capital Economics. They've got this, it's almost like 20 pages, which I've read all of it. Obviously, I'm not going to cite it or whatever are you showing off that you read all 20 pages yes i am <laughs> <laughs> but what what basically their whole spin on it is that yes brexit will be bad but it will only be bad for a very short period of time yeah. i.e maybe a year or so you know six months to a year and that's what i've heard from uh, i say one guy i worked for and he was extremely intelligent yeah um not saying that he's right because of that. <laughs> yeah but their whole spin their whole spin on it is that yes in the short term it have, might have a negative impact but because the um, the UK will be a lot, they have they'll have a lot more freedom in um, how they want to structure their trade deals, how much immigrants they want to let in, and especially what type of immigrants they want to let in. They they reckon that all of the the downsides of it will be offset by other positives. Yeah. Um, how true that is, I don't know. Don't yeah. um, and that is yeah, that's probably been one of the things. On the, would you finish? Sorry? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Done, yeah. That's probably one of the things on the you know the plus side or. The, the positive side of it that I've heard that we'll have a lot more freedom to be more dynamic more entrepreneurial yeah. um, things we want to do won't be decided by people in foreign countries exactly. that maybe haven't visited here or visit here very irregularly time to take control exactly yeah. so yeah. that is kind of I think that's the spirit that got people to vote for Brexit Yeah. I think my main concern is the fact that nobody knows how we're going to do it makes me wonder if those claims are true yeah do you know I think there will be positives for some people because I don't think the option would be out there if it was the worst decision to be made ever. We just have to think about how it's affecting us because I don't think how everybody is affected has been considered. I think there's a certain group of people that have been considered. Mm. If it works for them, then we'll just have to yeah. struggle around yeah. and make it work yeah. for us. Yeah. So what resources out there can we find out more information on Brexit? 
Yeah. Ooh. Um, I mean, should we go what we use personally? Yeah. Well, yeah, start in, with you, bro. In preparing for this, so I I, I read. <laughs> in preparation. <laughs> I read four books, six articles, <laughs> six websites, and met the prime minister of France, <laughs> international man of mystery, um, aka Frank. I I, t- I tend to read a lot of news. Those shoes on, are nice. On, thank you. <laughs> I mean, no, they, they are very nice. Um, you went professional today because we were talking about... Listen, you guys need to see what he's wearing. Don't worry, I'll no put way. up Have a picture. You got pictures, <laughs> you got pictures right? Like, I came here, like, just casual. Like, I mean, my hat. Can you give us the memo? Like, yeah. This cool, it's cool. Next I'm sorry, it's but it was my friend's mum's 60th birthday and Happy I couldn't birthday. show up there not looking nice. Cause I've never turned up to a 60th birthday looking like that. Maybe Christmas Extra party, sharp. first day. Oh, you know. I thought Dressed I to impress, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I was trying to get their followers up. You never know, you never, you never <laughs> know who you boy. might meet, right? Um, now nah, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, what resources? Oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. There so, you go. Okay, guys, if, if, if you let me speak, I'll think about so, it. So, in, in prepping for this, um, I use various sources. There's Bloomberg news pages. I read them. So, go on Bloomberg website. There's it, there's this link for Brexit. They they give you news on like every five minutes or whatever. Whenever something's new there, instantly stay. I read a lot of that. Um, I read a book by a guy called Dennis McShane. The book is called Brexit No Exit. Obviously, I put that in the links. Yeah, those will be in the show notes, right? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. Goes without saying. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> ego. Just because I got on, fl- oh, no, I got sock darts versus your shiny pattern and stuff, whatever. So I, I read that. Um, I read a long article by Woodford Investment Management um, and Capital Economics, and I just, um, yeah, anything. I read some stuff BBC Guardian, yeah. just yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. BBC those Guardian. Those are my specifics. Keeping up to date with the news, just reading the paper, because I think this information is ever changing, and a lot of we yeah. said is based on what we think, yeah. and but it's actually uncertain. So I think yeah. just keeping up to date with any information yeah. that you can. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, you know me. I like uh, I like to use my phone. So YouTube, yes. Um, a, yes. a page called a site, no, a channel. Sorry, I need to get used to the terminology. This stuff. A channel oh, called I Am Incorrigible. Um, I find that pretty good. Uh, they have short and long videos on 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 politics, summarising pretty well. Uh, podcasts, uh, Guardian, FT. They have political podcasts. Mm. The language can be a little bit, mm, but if you can stick bit with boring, it, yeah. a little bit boring, but if you can stick with it, maybe on a lunchtime or travel to work, you'll get some very good information, at least what's happening. Um, and yeah, just similar to what the other guys said, news sites. Yeah. You know me most of all social media yeah for me i just love twitter because yeah. it brings yeah it but but that's important because yes. you can't all have the same sources Every yeah course, right? and you know what that's going to become a more important source the late labor have rich uh i think they're planning or have launched an app uh, and that's big because i think they're trying to get into the young voters who oh, are yeah. probably which good which which like affording the success they yeah. had so things like twitter apps telephone i think that's the way mm-hmm. politicians yeah. are going to try and engage it's quick with and us. fast it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and also just just to add, generally speaking, what I like about the dynamic of our teams is that we all tend to read a lot of different things, yeah. even if they're the same. They're from different sources. Different sources. Yeah. So, not to big myself up, but I, I, I'm guessing <laughs> I'm the more more of the academic one. Like I like to read academic the stuff. The boring one. Um, Kalisha just said she's a social media person. She, she she'll tell you what's going on on social media. And thinking, Jay, he just likes to think. So. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I do. Just give me like 10 minutes information. Let me think about it for an hour and I'll tell you everything about it. 
Yeah, so that that I think that's 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 a good um, dynamic. You didn't yeah. mention me, so what you think? I was leaving. <laughs> oh, okay, I was sorry, leaving sorry. the best to the to the final. Of course, to you were to the last. Go I just get it out. Today I can pronounce economy. To hey. Hey. Nah, well last time was a glitch. Sab was practicing for the. I said that fifty times today just to make sure I get it right. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's good. We all have different sources, so that's good. Um, there's actually a lot more that you know we could have oh, spoken sure. about. Like um, everything we're going to discuss, I think we're just scratching the surface. We are, and, and you know that is the whole point of this. Yeah, um, we want to get you that big knowledge, as you said last time, big knowledge into little knowledge, exactly in a way that you can digest. Is it's not information we generally like to ingest. You know, we want entertainment, quick, fast, flashy. Yeah. This stuff, yeah, in the, on the face of it, isn't exciting. So it's we're not. trying to get it to you in a way that uh, you can take it. And, yeah. and it does really affect. All it, we of really us. need it. Yeah. I just wanted to add one more thing um, okay. that we ma- we mentioned earlier, Article Fifty, right? Um, now, I, see, I didn't actually understand what Article Fifty was until last week because I thought Article Fifty included a lot more things than it actually did, but it doesn't. Mm. Article Fifty, all it basically is, is saying that. What is going to be the divorce bill? How much will Britain have to pay in order to get out? That's all it is about. So once Article 50 has been has been all agreed upon, etc., etc., yeah. that's when the real negotiation starts. So okay. that's when people start talking about, oh, so what you know, um, what's going to go? What's going to happen with the people that live in in people that British people that live abroad? Can they stay there, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Um, what's going to happen with freedom of movement for Europeans and in the in the UK U, UK citizens in Europe etc etc so so I guess the point <laughs> I'm trying to make is Article 50 is just the beginning okay so then once once we've reached the end of that we'll start that's when the real negotiation starts the UK is actually going to pay out yeah and just quickly because I don't want this to go on too long so I don't want it to get boring but will that payout yeah. affect us yeah it will because it's government spending okay so then yeah. our expenses yeah. will go up obviously exactly. to cover that and I that payout net is looking around 40, 40 billion. billion okay yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's Crazy. what I wanted to say. Wow. Okay. okay. So, so uh, a lot of information, but good information. Yeah. Feedback is always, always welcome and questions. And you can reach us all on social media. Yeah. So So who wants to go first? Francis? Um Where uh, can we find you? At br- bra underscore living. Where? <laughs> <laughs> on, on where? Is on that Twitter? On Twitter. Okay, okay. At, at bra underscore living. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, thinking J, think underscore king underscore J. Um, you also on, uh, we got the Making Sense Twitter, uh, which is Making Sense PC. Yeah. Yep. And we have Making Sense uh, I, Instagram, which is the, the Making Sense Podcast. Right? The yeah, make, the yeah. underscore making underscore sense underscore podcast. They yes. made me put the underscores. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like them. Uh, um, you can find me on Twitter, which is Miss Sammy, MS underscore S A double M I underscore X X, or on Instagram, S A double M A underscore X X. And you can find me on Twitter, Miss underscore K underscore V A N G. We love our underscore, innit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every day, they force us. They, they don't they want do. us to they be great. They force you now. They every force day. Us. Um, I think, as we said earlier, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on. What's the new one you put us on? Stitcher, Stitcher. Which I think there's a Google platform, right? I'm not sure. If there is, then yeah. we will be on so it by next week. As we said from the first episode, this is the first time you listened to us. Yeah. This was a conversation that started what maybe like three, four weeks ago, a month ago. So yeah. this is very new to us all. We're learning as we go along. Yeah. Um, we're even learning about podcasting. You know, um, 
so we will try and get it out there as much as possible please rate and subscribe give us feedback give us five stars yeah only five stars we want please. Like my Uber. um one Go thing ahead. i wanted to say you don't have so to put your hand we, up bro you know <laughs> <laughs> we um we have these listeners in these different countries that we wouldn't have expected to have listeners yes, in thank you so what i was going to say you know if the whoever you are in south korea that's listening we really would like to know who you are and how yes. you got to. Please send yes. us an email. Please, something. Actually, please. So you're from. that's Mr. Listener or Mrs. Listener in South Korea. We have another one in Romania. Please let us hey. know. Hey. Then Hello, we have another one in Cuba. We do. Wow. Please let us know. And Brazil as well. And uh, We UAE. just want to know who you are. UAE as well. Korea. And Qatar. We, you know what we've touched we're, we're a global. lot more countries than we're I global. thought we would yeah me too we're global yes. baby yeah. so please get in us. touch just just tell us who you are just so that we know who actually listens to this we got the one listener in Jamaica so, send <laughs> <laughs> so please send us an email at info at the making sense podcast isn't it info at making sense podcast it's yeah, info, it info at making, at making, making sense, sense podcast. podcast apologies info at making sense podcast so dot com get it email. Got it. Very hard to get end. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, if you, maybe if you pay them well. <laughs> maybe if you pay them well. Um, quick reminder what we said earlier. Um, you know, please, this is not advice for you to live and die by. This is more food for thought and trying to arm you with the knowledge to then go and seek professional help or do your own research. Uh, just be careful with what you do out there. It's not easy. As we've said several times, I think we always say it. We are just scratching the surface here. We're not trying to make you professionals. We are really trying to give you the information that we think you need to know because, you know, if you don't, it will impact you without you being able to do anything about it. Uh, if you know, you can plan, prepare and, and mitigate or, you know, plan against the risks. Thank cool. you. Thank so, you, yeah. everyone, for listening. Thank you so much. This Thank has been you. amazing. Like, for me, just personally, people I know, I don't know about you guys, but like I've had people I personally know that oh, have, you know, definitely. either opened up ISAs or, yeah. you know, have done one thing or another or going to look into things. I had yeah. a friend who I haven't yep. spoke to in years call me um, about cryptocurrencies yeah. and stuff like that because he's interested in it. And the yeah. fact that I'm looking into it is, is good for him and we're going to meet up and I haven't seen him in years. So yeah, this has been a very even, good experience yeah. for us all. Yeah, so keep I on pushing. Yeah, we are. And that's even the, the youth thing. as well, because my younger cousins that, that are under 25 are like, OK, how do I invest or yeah. what so should nice I invest in? And yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the kind of questions that you want. Big up to Evelyn. And Luam, <laughs> who have given us some really good feedback and definitely she's said that they've been benefiting. You know, Lu- yeah, Luam. Luam. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, one of our yeah, top yeah. listeners. Like, yeah, we that's my girl, Luam. Yeah, she's yeah. given us great feedback, loves what we're doing and definitely using the information. Yes. And Evelyn too. So thank you for listening. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in today and tune into the next one. Um, that has been us at the Making Sense Podcast. Woo! Bye, people. Bye. Peace. Peace. That's my line. <laughs> well, I, I stole it. <laughs>